supporters of Ramsey Solutions broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios, this is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined this hour by my friend Ken Coleman, and we are here for you to take your calls to give you some hope in all kinds of areas of life. Maybe it's money, maybe it's your career, a toxic work situation, a bad debt situation. We want to help. The number to call is 888-825-5225. John kicks us off in Pensacola. John, welcome to the show. Uh, Hey, how are y'all doing? We are doing great. What's going on with you? Uh, Well, I was working for uh, a previous employer uh, for approximately four to five months. They gave me a pretty good um, starting, starting bonus package. And uh, I worked there for a while, but it wasn't a great work environment. I didn't really enjoy it, and I thought I'd be better at my previous job. So I decided to leave. I understood I was going to have to pay back my starting uh, package, which I, you know, I was more than willing to do. But they kind of tacked on a whole lot of other fees, which, which I feel are really absor- exorbitant. And now I'm kind of stuck paying back my previous employer with way more than what they gave me in the starting bonus package. Was this all in writing, what you would have to pay back? Uh, I did have to sign a contract saying that I would have to pay back, uh, you know, some of the moving fees and stuff like that at the very beginning, but it was way, way, way more than what I thought it was going to be. Okay, but what I'm getting at is, is is it laid out very clearly in that agreement to where what they're asking you to pay back is Mm -hmm. clearly, by the letter of the agreement, okay, not included? Or is it just, it's included... Uh, but you just thought it would be less money. That's what I'm trying to get to. I got gotcha. you. In the original agreement, it really just kind of said that you're going to pay back the money that we gave you plus the moving expenses and uh, things of that nature. It doesn't really give out a, a outlined amounts or anything like that. Okay, course, so, so the expenses that they are now wanting you to pay back, they fall within the categories written very clearly in the agreement. Uh. I would say yes, but they're they're way way more. They're like almost twice as much. Than okay, is it listed people. out? So you have receipts of what you actually. So my point is, you have financial records to be able to dispute that what they're asking is more than they actually paid you. Um, yeah, kind of. So I guess I put it this way: like, so uh, they gave me a starting bonus. I'll, I'll give you the numbers if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, they gave me a starting bonus of like sixteen thousand dollars. I was like, okay, cool. And they moved me from North Alabama down to Florida, where I am now. Um, and, you know, I left the company, like I said, after about five months. And now they're trying to say I can pay them back $34,000. And I was, you know, kind of flabbergasted at that number. I thought I was going to pay back maybe sixteen plus moving costs of like maybe maybe $20,000 altogether. But they're talking about $35,000. What was the signing uh, bonus? The, uh, so, yeah, that, yeah, sixteen k. And then the relocation costs? The relocation cost is what I think is kind of kind of crazy there because I'm looking at the, the numbers now. They're saying that it costs um, about $7,000 to move from, from North Alabama down to Florida, in Pensacola, Florida, which is not even down to the panhandle near Miami. It's close to, uh, you know, it's close to Alabama. Yes. So did they pay you $7,000? Did that end up in your bank account? No, sir. That was just how much they say it costs to move that far. Well, so they I, so they paid it directly with the moving company. Correct. I uh having moved, you know, from Georgia to Tennessee, I don't that doesn't sound crazy. It doesn't sound like it's off much. Um but again, you need to be asking for receipts 
So the know? 16 and the signing bonus, the 7 and relocation, where's the rest of this 34 coming from? Yeah, and the rest of it, they got, I'm looking at the, the thing here, they they uh, they had me in temporary lodging for a little while before I found a, an, an apartment down here. Okay. And they're saying that, that uh, the temporary lodging was $5,000 for just one month, and and uh, let me see here. I mean, that sounds so, fair for temporary, if that's, you know, yeah, I'm doing the math. Corporate rents or corporate lodging is more expensive than a traditional rent. Yeah, but that's I 166 bucks a night. Okay, and I just stayed in the basic hotel, you know. So I was just yeah. I mean, you got to ask them. You got to ask them to to show you all the receipts of this stuff if they will. I mean, if you're gonna dispute it, you you, you got to have some facts. I gotcha. And yeah, it, what was the agreement? Was if you stayed a certain amount of time, you don't have to pay it back? Exactly, and it was like I want to say uh, two years or one. I can't remember if it's one or two years, but it's one over two years. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like. There, you didn't do your due diligence and homework and reading all the fine print and figuring it out. And they're covering all these expenses, and it's not up to you to do the research and make sure that it's affordable. You were just kind of like, all right, they're covering the costs. Um, but at the same time, you sign an agreement saying if you leave under those two years, you owe us all the money back. Yeah. And so it stinks. It, I would put this under – I would file it under stupid tax. And it <laughs> okay. may be one of those money mistakes where you go, man, that sucked. I have to pay that back. I mean, you can try to fight it and do civil lawsuit. I just don't think you have much of a much ground to stand on if they've got all their receipts, which I assume they do. I uh, yeah, I gotcha. I, I actually did hire uh, a, a lawyer to see if they can kind of dispute this for like a thousand dollar retainer, and, and he's kind of helped me out here. Uh, but you know, I don't know if I can get the amount much lower. Yeah, you might be I'm able to, to settle with them and, and pay a smaller amount. That's yeah, probably best case scenario. Yeah, because I'm willing to pay the, of course, the 16 and and something else, of course, on top of that. But I just didn't want to pay the full 30, 34, uh, to be honest with you. Well, so I agree I with George. I would propose a settlement, you know, but uh, based on the numbers that you've given us so far, it doesn't sound like you're getting gouged. It sounds here. like they're 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 listing out every single expense, and they probably have yeah. receipts because they're a legitimate company. And so at that point, there's not much to fight. Mm, yeah, I, yeah, you, you guys are. All yeah, right. I mean, it sucks. I'm not trying to belittle that. This really is not a fun situation, um, and I'm rooting for John. But at this point, it's one of those. Dang it! Should have read that fine print. Should have asked more questions. Should have asked them where they're lodging me because I don't know if this yeah. is going to work out over yeah, the next. But two it years. sounds like to me they gave you a detailed printout. Or they gave you a detailed layout of the thirty-four thousand. It all equals up to thirty-four thousand. Correct. That's correct. I'm looking at it now. Yep. Man. I mean, that's what I'd be asking for, and you got it. So, you know, uh, unless you can somehow prove that they're price gouging. It kind of feels like a medical bill where, like, you don't know what the procedure is costing and what insurance is, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I have a $34,000 medical bill. Yeah, that's about what it feels like, too. And that's that's kind of what I'm looking at, too, because I've personally moved across the country before, and and it cost me $2,500 with all my stuff to move. That's John doing it John's way with John's research and John choosing the company. This yeah, is a company true. who is flush with cash going. That's we're probably just also some movers that are wearing weight belts instead of proper back support. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, you man. know, like they they rented a truck that's not. I mean, twenty five hundred to move across country. That might have been thirty years ago. Oh yeah. Boy, oh boy, it's man. expensive to move these days. John, that stinks. And for those listening who are entering into a situation like that, do your due diligence and think about what if this doesn't go to plan? Maybe I should have this money set aside until those two years are over in case this thing goes south. 
and uh, that just puts you in a better financial spot than where we find our friend John. By the way, that's why you should also be using Pods Moving and Storage. Great call. Our you friends know? at Pods. They're, they're not, not going to cost you an arm and a leg. They're not going to do you dirty. They're going to take... <laughs> that's a saying, Ken. Is it? I got to teach Ken some lingo. I haven't the heard kids that are one. I'm sorry. Hey, more of that lingo coming up right here on The Ramsey Show. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Folks, the stock market has been rough lately, and if you've been watching your investments take a hit, it sucks. I get it. But if you're freaking out, don't. Market dips don't mean you have to retire broke. You've got to keep a long-term perspective, and remember that investing is a marathon, not a sprint. So look at the facts. If you invest $120 a month from age 25 to 65, you could have over a million dollars for retirement. No, it's not too good to be true. That's based on the long-term average return of the S&P 500, which is the top 500 American companies. Now, if you're not 25, you're a little older than that, that's okay. It's not too late. You got to get started though. No matter what age you start investing, you'll be happy you did when it's time to retire. In fact, a huge predictor of investing success is that you actually invest. Shocker, I know. And you keep investing consistently. So get a pro in your corner to help you get started. To find one who can help you invest with confidence, just go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor, and we'll connect you with SmartVestor pros in your area who can help you make a plan for your goals and guide you through the ups and downs of the market. Again, RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. Jack joins us up next in Montana. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on? taking my call. Well, I inherited $95,000, um, 58 years old. Um, my wife is 63. Um, we bought a house, um, and, uh, I want to get it paid off. Um, we owe, we bought it for 280. Um, we owe 195. Um, we have $36,595 and 60 cents in the bank. That's not towards any bills. We have no credit card debt. We haven't had any debt years. Um, I'll go back to my story on, so you get a little, just 17 years ago, or actually 20 years ago, I got divorced, had $50,000 in debt, um, focused on that. And now I'm sitting with the money in the bank, $280,000 in a 401k. Um, and I, the only debt I have is the 195,000 on my house. Cool. My question is, is, is I would like to take that $95,000 and, just put it down on my house. And that gets me down to a hundred thousand with what we've been doing. Our house will be paid off in five years. Um, without a doubt. Um, I got other people saying, no, don't do that because I'll have to pay $12,000 in taxes. If I take that money out, 
for income taxes. If you take They're what saying, money? No, out? The, if you take the inherited if, money if out? I, inherited, yeah. If I take that inherited inherited money, I'm going to have to pay income tax on that inherited money. Okay. Um, which is roughly about twelve thousand dollars. So I'm thinking. Um, other people are saying, and I talked to a financial advisor. I can invest it on a 13, 13 month CD or whatever at like four nope. percent interest. Well, of course, a financial and, advisor is going to want you to invest it instead of paying your house down. So that's not yeah. a, a reputable source in that regard. I'm paying the taxes on it and putting it on the house. That puts you okay. closer that's, to what one hundred and twelve on the mortgage. Yeah, yeah. And let's still yeah, make well, it a goal actually, to pay it off in five years. And that money in the right. bank that you have, is that your emergency fund with a little more? Yeah. Yep, a little more. And and we drive, that's the other thing is we drive old cars. I haven't bought a car. Um, we can't go out of town. We don't go out of town much. If I do go on a trip, I just rent a car. I figure it's smarter than having that payment every month if you borrowed money. I could take the 36000 and we thought about this because my wife is 63. Like I said, I'm 58. With the car prices today, we do need a new car. So when we retire, we will have a vehicle. And we've thought about taking $20,000 of that $36,000 and buying a car that we can rely on. What's your household um, because, income? Uh, what is it? Uh, I got it written down here. Um, 95000 Okay. Great. My wife well, is retired. That's 95000 before I put 15% in a 401k. We put $250 in a savings. You know, we keep adding to that money. Okay. Um, so, I would, I would you know, separate you your emergency fund. So separate your emergency okay. fund, have your three to six months, and then have a different savings account for your car upgrade and buy a reasonable used car with cash. And I'm paying this house down. And I'm going to make that a goal because it's going to be hard to retire with a mortgage hanging over your head. And you got 280 right. in your 401k. You're gonna need more than that to live on. And so, at least without a house payment, you can limit your expenses. And so, you have you don't right. need much to live on in retirement. So, that's that's what I would do if I was in your shoes. And I would ignore those other people because other people are broke and everyone's got an opinion. But this is your money and your life. And having no mortgage payment changes everything. So, appreciate the call. All right, up next we are going to Charlotte, North Carolina. Brandon joins us there. Brandon, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Sure. What's going on? Uh, yeah, so I just we just moved to North Carolina, actually, and we are in the process of trying to figure out what auto insurance to use, and I'm just not super familiar. Should we do full coverage, uh, liability? Obviously, there's tons even in within that, so I would love just to hear some of your thoughts on auto coverage. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want liability. You're going to want comprehensive, and you're going to want collision. And uninsured motorists is very important, too. That one can tank some people. Hmm. And a really yeah, easy way to do this. Your, What's that? I said I worked with one of your um, ELPs, and they had just kind of given me two quotes, one with full coverage and one with limited liability. And I was like, hmm, I don't know which one to pick. So. Yeah, I mean, I would go with the full coverage because these situations okay. can put people in a real pickle when they are underinsured. And I've been there. Uh, this was about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, I got in a car wreck and I didn't have great coverage. I was still on my parents' insurance and I was underinsured and we ended up getting sued. And uh, luckily I didn't have to pay anything out of pocket, but this was three years of nightmares hanging over my head going, am I going to have to you know go out of pocket for this? And she ended up getting 50 grand between the two insurance companies, her own and mine. 
And so that was a scary moment. And from then on, I made sure that I had uh, as much coverage as I could get. That made sense for me. So did they walk so you through the paid. options of what it looks like um, to have full no, coverage versus limited liability? Not really. He just kind of sent the two. I mean, it's broken down in terms of what it covers and how much and those kinds of things. But we never really talked about it. He just sent it over. So I wasn't sure because I was like, man, we drive to hoopties, if you will. And, um, well, my wife's car is less of a hoopties. But yeah. I was like, the cars aren't worth that much. So it's really about just other people's medical then. Versus replacing your car. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, when you have liability, collision, and comprehensive, that's what full coverage is. And I would recommend all okay. three. So if you can swing okay. it, can you can you cover the expense? What's the difference between them? Yeah, uh, we're talking like one seventeen versus like seventy one. So it's not like a huge difference. We're just we're really getting up in the pace of going. Like both of us getting on the same page and feeling like I don't know. It just was like a small thing that I was just like, ah, but that's like an extra forty bucks. I can go somewhere, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, in, in this process, we're in a we're starting a starting a company, uh, we're starting business. And so that's been fun. And, but you know, there's just expenses there. So I feel like we're cutting in all these spots. So I just wouldn't cut sure there. Just, you don't want to cut there. 40, I'd rather 40 bucks cut a subscription than cutting yeah. into my uh, yeah. insurance. That's right. So if you can get a good yeah. rate on that's full good. coverage, I'm going for it. And that sounds very reasonable. Sweet. Okay. So, and you can get a, a second opinion on that, but I've got full coverage and I sleep better at night and that's worth the extra, you know, 20, 30 bucks. And you don't sleep well as it is. Right. I have terrible sleep issues. But one thing I don't worry about is insurance. And there are so many types of insurance, Ken. I know you your brain just melts a little bit having it to does. talk about insurance for oh, too long. Here we go. Hit well, people with the types of crazy insurance, George. You love this. And actually, I love it, too, because it's quite entertaining. It's like a, it could have been a top 10 list on Letterman. Yeah, we covered what this. What do we got? I, I did a TikTok on this, Ken. There was something about aliens. There was alien abduction insurance. Alien abduction insurance. My, my personal favorite. My favorite is the, the, the pet rapture insurance, where atheists will take care of your pets if you die and you're a Christian, and you get raptured. The atheist said, hey, for the low price of 10 bucks a month... I'll make sure Fido's covered. See, I'm going to tell you, it's this kind of crap that makes Christians look look bad. That's true. That's just ridiculous. Well, Ken, I did a five-day video series that's completely free to help folks get more confidence in their coverage. You can go sign up for that at RamseySolutions.com slash confidence. You'll get an email every day with a quick three-minute video. And by the end, you're going to be a pro. Even Ken can do this stuff. Oh, thanks to you. Yeah. I'm here for you, Ken. And don't buy alien abduction insurance. No, we don't recommend it. If that goes down, we got bigger problems. <laughs> All right. More of your calls coming up on The Ramsey Show. To the Ramsey Show. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, Ken Coleman co-hosting today. This is your show, America. Give us a call, 888-825-5225. Laura joins us up next in Knoxville, Tennessee. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for talking to me. Absolutely. How can we help today? Um, so uh, my husband passed away um, in December of mm. last year. Um, I took a little bit of time off mm. from work. Thank you. Um, I took a little time off from work 
um, after that. Um, and I returned to work, but at reduced hours. So where I had been working a regular 40-hour week, I'm now working a 32-hour week. So, of course, my annual salary is adjusted um, yeah. for that. Um, and I'm just curious if that's something that I can afford to do long-term. Um, you know, planning for the future now is, is quite a bit different than it was mm. this time last year. So um, I'm a little stumped on on how to proceed from here. Sure. Well, we can walk through some of these numbers and give you some peace mm-hmm. about that, but I just want to say I'm so sorry okay. Yes. for the, your well, loss. You. How, how old was he? Uh, he was 47, oh, and I'm 41. Oh, my goodness. Much too yeah. young. Mm. Yes. Well, let's walk through some of these numbers. So what are you making right now with that okay. 32 hours a week? Uh, right now, I'm at 51000 per year. You said 61 or 51? 51. Okay. And is that enough to cover your bills? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. So you have some margin I'm pretty, still. I'm pretty frugal. So <laughs> That's good. Do you have any debt? Uh, I have a car um, a car loan that I owe about 8500 on that's going to be paid off this month. Oh, Great. good. Okay, and that's it for debt? And that's it, nothing else. How much do you have in the bank? Liquid cash. Um, I've got a, I've got about 45000 in retirement, 403B. Um, I've got 35000 in a mutual fund. Um, I've got about 40000 in a savings account, and I'm working on selling about uh, somewhere between seventy-five and a hundred thousand dollars worth of assets, wow. gold, and wow. some things like that. Yeah, and is that mutual fund? Is that just in a taxable brokerage account? It's non-retirement. Correct, not okay. a retirement account. What would you think about cashing that out? Um, I don't know. I only recently opened it. Um, So I don't know how it's performing or anything just yet. I think I've had it open for maybe three months. Okay. And then, George, let me just ask a quick question here. The margin uh, on your 32 hours, when you get paid, uh, Mm -hmm. how much margin do you have? I know you're frugal. Uh, How much do you have left over after all the bills? Uh, Well, I automatically will put half of my paycheck in the savings account, and half of it covers everything that I that I need to pay plus some. I usually add a little extra okay, at so the end of the week. That's what I thought. And the reason that I asked that is really to address your initial question, which is, you know, how long can you afford to keep working thirty two hours a week if I understood you correctly? Yeah. And the answer yeah. is you can afford to do it now. You're comfortable. My goodness. Mm-hmm. I mean you get forty thousand in savings. I know what George is gonna tell you about paying off that car today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's sort of the plan. Um, I've been as I've been selling things that that savings account jumped up really, really quickly. I, I think um, you can afford to so, work thirty-two hours a week as long as you choose to. Okay, you're not okay, you're good. not that's silly. You're in great financial position, wouldn't you say, George? Oh yeah. Uh, now, uh, you're, you yeah. said you're forty-one. Yes. Okay, so we've got an investment calculator over at RamseySolutions.com. I want you to play with mm-hmm. that and then get in touch with a SmartVestor Pro to help you create a retirement goal. Because crunching the numbers here, you're 41. At 61, you said you have 45000 in retirement. Mm-hmm. And let's say we were able to add, you think you could add $800 a month to that? 
Oh, easily. Yeah. Okay. So at a 9% return over that 20 years, it'll become 800000 Now, my goal for you would be to have over a million so that you can retire okay. fairly comfortably with without a house payment. Do you have a mortgage right now? No, house is paid for. Wow. What's that worth? That, that's awesome. Um, in this market, it's probably worth about two seventy five. Okay. Yeah, you're in great, great shape. So if you've got no payments in the world after you pay off this car today, which I'm so excited for you to do as soon as you get off the phone, Laura, right? Yes, okay. I'll we wait should another do. day. I'll go ahead. You know what we should do? We should do it sometime. We right. phone in right now. We the do another line. We call the lender right now, and you pay it over the phone, and we celebrate. That but would we be couldn't a dream. do that because we wouldn't want to reveal her 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 bank account info. But that, that, that would true. be fun. That's true. It would be fun to pay it off on the air. So James, we got to figure out how to do that sometime. Yeah, he's on it. He's on. He's working on it. So yeah. Laura, if you did, let's say nine hundred a month, and you worked till mm-hmm. sixty three, you would have over a million, and that's with a nine percent return, uh, which is reasonable. And so. I have a lot of faith that you can retire with a lot of dignity, especially because you don't have a house payment. Without question. And your income is only going to go up over 20 years, right? Yeah. Even if you remain right. at 32 yeah. hours. And so you're in great shape, and you've got 35 in the mutual fund. You're going to sell off these assets. Uh, you can invest that money once you sell those assets as well, since you already have a paid-for house. Your next goal is just to continue to build wealth, be generous, and also spend some money and enjoy your life. I know you're frugal, which tells me you probably don't have a lot of, quote, fun. No, I do. What do you do, do for fun that costs money? That costs money? Um, I have a, a travel buddy that she and I take um, long weekend trips, and we go to concerts, and we do things like That's that. That's nice. When's the last time you did that? Um, a couple of months ago. Okay, awesome. Look at George trying to spend your money, Laura. I'm trying to have some fun. <laughs> I got your back over here. I'm not going to let him get crazy with your money. Well, I'm I'm excited for the future, Laura. I know the, the past has been dark for you, but I'm hoping for brighter things yeah. ahead and a, a great retirement. So Good thank you so you. much for the call. Proud of her. Yeah. I mean, now let's just, I want to pause here and just point out that Laura, having financial peace to the level that she does, certainly helps when you when you when you lose a spouse oh yeah that's that is so devastating it's hard enough on its own but then to add on to that financial stress right. of how am i going to pay the bills yeah she's going to be fine and and uh i love that she's traveling and and, and getting back out there and doing life and wow tough stuff yeah. 45 it's heavy mm. too soon all right we're going to take a quick one from amanda here amanda get straight to your question how can we help today yeah, so my husband and I are coming into about $20,000 here in the next few days, and um, we're just wondering how to best apply it to our baby steps. We've, we're on baby step two, but we've had some recent vehicle trouble, and so we're not sure exactly what we need to do. Are the vehicles in the shop? Well, they're not in the shop. They're, so <laughs> we have the vehicle situation actually under control right now, but there's one that still needs a little bit of work. Um but they're both very much hoopties. Um, one's a 2008 Dodge Caravan. The other one's a 2001 Lexus RX 300. Okay. And how much debt do you have? We have about 32000 left. What kind of debt is it? It is some student loans, uh, the rest of our timeshare that is, I don't want to talk about it, Oof. and <laughs> um, a little bit on a credit card. Okay. I would continue doing the debt snowball. How much do you guys have in the bank in cash? Um, we have our $1,000 emergency fund and um, 
I mean, I just got paid today, so we have a little bit more than that, I suppose. But um, that's for the monthly bills and stuff. Okay. Well, you can create a sinking fund in your budget for these car repairs, but I would not go out and buy a you know $10,000 car tomorrow because you're worried about what could happen with these cars. So I would create a sinking fund where you say, all right, we're going to put 100 bucks away every month into uh, a savings account to cover this car repair because a year from now, we're probably going to have a $1,000 repair on our hands. Right. And if you do okay. have a repair, pause the debt snowball, cash flow it, work side jobs, whatever you got to do to cash flow it, and then get back on the wagon and continue that debt snowball. But pay them off smallest to largest yeah. with that twenty grand, and uh, don't let it derail you with this kind of car, these car troubles. All right. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the call. More of your calls coming up. Give us one. 888-825-5225. I'm George Camel. He's Ken Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day comes from 1 Timothy 1.5. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Abraham Lincoln said, Perhaps a man's character is like a tree, and his reputation like its shadow. The shadow is what we think of it. The tree is the real thing. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jane joins us up next in Houston, Texas. Jane, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. How can Ken and I help? So a couple months ago, my husband's car was stolen from out front of our house in central Houston. Wow. Um, It's a real bummer because car prices have gone up significantly since we bought the car. Um, Luckily, he... uh, was really diligent in finding comps. And so insurance paid us properly, in my opinion. Um, Given that, we had a $10,000 note on the car at the time it was stolen. And so now we've taken away $26,000 from insurance. Um, The loan's paid off, and we have $26,000 sitting in the bank. Um, We can't buy the same car with that $26,000. I don't really want to take on more debt. Um, currently we're a one car family and it's kind of weighing on us. We both work really long hours, but different schedules kind of, I mean, really the same schedule, but we both just depending on our days at work have different hours. Basically. Um, I might have to work till eight o'clock at night. He will get done at six thirty, or vice versa, just depending on, um, the day. So it's, been a lot of Uber, a lot of Ubering. Um, basically, my question is, do we just buy a junker? Hold on, Jane. The difference until- from a junker to a $30,000 car is very large. There's a spectrum there. Yeah. Why not buy a $20,000 car? Is that a junker to you? 
Well, I guess I don't know. I don't really know what we could find for $20,000. Their answer is no. A, yeah. a $20,000 car is how what's your income? Um combined we make about 310. Okay. And oh so for y'all, gosh. a $20,000 car is a junker because you right. make that much money. I am on... Well, uh, and I feel bad because I have a really nice car. So, so I would feel bad... Where is your money going, Jane, that you can't afford to cash flow a $30,000 car? Um. Well, we can afford a $30,000 car, but we can't afford... I guess, like, we couldn't afford to replace him, his car with the Tahoe that he had before. Yeah, but we're not doing that. Um, we're not doing that. We're What George is saying is... I mean, but I... I, I Okay, first of all, you got to go to basic car website, Facebook Marketplace, and just look in your area uh, in a budget range of twenty. Just throw twenty in or fifteen thousand. I mean, depending on what your financial goals are. But do you guys a have a lot of debt, Jane? Is, we do. We have student loans. Yeah. Okay. How, how much? Uh, about ninety-seven thousand. Yeah, but look at a ten thousand dollar car. A fifteen, if you're trying to cut back and use some of that cash to go to the student loans, but you gotta have. So a that, car. I guess that's what I was asking: is should we buy like a ten thousand dollar car and put the rest of it towards the student loans, yes. or should we? I love that plan. Yes, because that car is not your forever car. That might be a one year car, yeah. and you sell it and you upgrade once you're completely debt free with an emergency fund, and you can easily cash flow a thirty five thousand dollar car making three ten. Once you have no debt, right? Yeah, That's, well, we, we could save up for one at least. Why don't you go on, uh, again, go online and just search cars between seven and 10,000 and just see what's out there. You don't even know. Trust me, I know. The reason I know is I got a, I got a kid who needs a car, all right, uh, yeah. a teenager, and so I've been looking. I'm looking all the time. You'll be surprised what you can get that's highly functional. George um, pulled like up something. Style? Yeah, I'm I'm pulling up just Tahoes and seeing in my area what I can get for twenty thousand dollars, for example. But we're not doing twenty, George. We've already got her down to ten. Well, even down to fifteen, you can get a twenty thirteen Tahoe. So yeah. I think the problem is expectations versus yeah. reality. You so just the, don't know, and that's not being negative. You just haven't looked. You got to look. But you guys had a brand new Tahoe, pretty much. What was the year on it? It was a 2016. Okay. So 2016 going down to a 2013 feels like a downgrade, and that's hard emotionally yeah. for you guys to process. Yeah, but she's looking at a sedan. I'm telling you. My oh. thing, Jane, is I think you guys need to take control of your income and go, where's this $310,000 going? Because if we can yeah. clean up this well, we debt. Just, we've been cash flowing a different project recently, and so that's kind of where some of it's been going. Okay. And we're, we're able to shift back now to our debts. But we're just trying to figure out what do we do with this pile of cash? Do we buy a car or do we stay a one car family? I think you or need the two like cars. You need a car. You spent the first two minutes in distress over the one car. It's not worth it. You guys make $310,000, okay. get a reasonable car for now, pay That's off right. the debt, get the emergency fund, and then we can upgrade the car. Yeah. Okay. That's simple, it. simple, simple, simple. And yes, it's going to take some swallowing of the pride to go, I don't really love this car. It's okay. It's a car. It gets from A to B without having to do Uber. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, but that stinks about the stolen vehicle. That's a tough situation. Yeah, it really for sure. is tough. Oof. Glad insurance took care of them. All right. You're Let, the insurance guru. I love insurance. And Lynn's up next in Cincinnati. Lynn, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. What's going on with you? So my, yes. So my question is, I have about ten thousand dollars in a life insurance policy. Um, my husband passed away in 2020, oh, and sorry. I have a Parent PLUS loan. Oh, thank you. 
um, I have a Parent Plus loan that I owe $12,000 on. And so my question is, um, and I need a new vehicle, <laughs> but I've decided to wait. I put a little bit of money, like 1500 out of that 10 into, um, you know, just getting the car up to par and hoping to get me through two or three years. Should I put the rest of that money down on the Parent Plus loan? Um, I do have about $1,000 a month set aside um, in my budget to put towards the Parent Plus loan. I just started this whole budget thing with you guys. So, oh, it's um, awesome. Yes. Welcome <laughs> so to the weirdos wondering. who budget. Right. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so you're doing the right so, things. Do you have any other debt other than the Parent Plus loan? Um, my mortgage, which is, you know, 80000 I had to sell my home that we were living in. And I, you know, bought a new home that's something that I could afford myself. Okay. So, yeah. So, 1500 so is I going on that house, I put... Yes. That's great. Well, we're going to worry about that later on in what we call Baby Step 6. Yes. And so right now, Baby Step 2, sure. we're paying off the debt, which is the Parent Plus loan. You said you're going to put 1500 into the repairs mm -hmm. to get the car functional for the next few years. Yes. And then 8500 towards the Parent Plus loan, which gets it down to 3500 Yes. And then putting 1000 a month, is that on top of the minimum payment? Um, that includes the minimum payment. Okay. So in the yes. next four months, you're completely debt-free if you follow this right. plan. And then you can yes. start building your emergency fund, which is three to six months of expenses. Do you know what that would add right. up to? Um, yes. I think it was about, I, I added it up once before, and I think it was close to like maybe 12000 Perfect. And so that's our next yeah. goal. And that 1000 you were spending on the Parent Plus loan can now go, go towards the emergency fund. And so I would love yeah. for you to have that emergency fund within six months. What's your income? Yeah, that would be great. Um, so I bring home about thirteen sixty every two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Great. And so with that, you know, twenty six hundred a month, we're gonna try to limit our expenses as much as we can. If you can do any overtime or I'll work on the side to increase that, I wanna get you that financial foundation as soon as possible so that you can begin investing. Are you investing right now? Um, not really. I mean, okay. I work for a school system and so my retirement is set up through them and I'm, you know, 52 years old. I, I'm about ready to retire. I can retire now, but because of all that's happened in the last two years, yeah. I'm not retiring yet. Oh, I understand. So, well, we want yeah. to get you to a great so, financial spot. So what I'm going to do is gift you one year of Financial Peace University as well as every dollar, our budgeting tool, because you've already got started on that. And we want to walk with you over the next year as you build that foundation. So sorry for your loss, and we're wishing you the best on this journey. Thanks so much for the call. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Mr. Ken Coleman, and is. all the folks in the booth. We've got Austin and James and Andrew and Zach. The whole gang's in there. And you, America, we Jay. thank you for listening in. We'll be back with you before you know it. Until then, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously. Good show. Do you love a good day brand? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.